With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to another episode of That's a Wrap podcast, the NBA Finals edition. Ooh. This is a <laughs> podcast <laughs> that's by Raptors fans, for Raptors fans, specifically for NBA Finals Raptors fans. That feels so good to say. I'm going to say it all night long. Uh, I just saw a tweet, actually. The first uh, finals win in any, or I guess in the three top professional sports in toronto since the years of joe carter and Damn. speaking of runs of any sort uh just a reminder the raptors have not lost since the end of game of thrones make that coincidence uh, whatever you want i will i like that I, li- I don't know if that's a stat or just a fact i like that <laughs> it's both <laughs> i like it all right well uh why don't we jump straight into the numbers first of all like huge win obviously it's it's big that uh that the NBA Finals are actually north of the border now, and this is mm-hmm. an insane thing to, to to think about. The um, the the Golden State Warriors, as much as we you know, as a reminder, this is a dynasty, right? Win or lose, um, I, I think there are still some pundits out there who kind of uh, aren't going to call this a dynasty unless they win this fourth championship in five years. But uh, I'm declaring them a a, a dynasty and. Course. This is the first time in their five straight tri- trips to the finals that they're starting on the road. Mm-hmm. So um, huge for for the Raptors fans and for this country and for I guess the NBA as a whole. Um, but my first number for you guys, this is this is a good one. I, at least I hope it is. Is two point two million Scoville? Do you know what that is? Sound. No. That's the spiciest, the spice. <laughs> spiciest pepper out there. That is, I think Pascal that is a great Siakam. Number, man. <laughs> Pascal Siakam was around about two point one million today. Yep. Uh, a career playoff high, thirty-two points. Uh, he was all over the floor. His shooting numbers were ridiculous. He was fourteen of seventeen. And might I remind you guys, first NBA Finals game in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, threw in a steal yep. in two blocks. He was all over the place. Uh, I don't know uh, what you guys think, what his play of the game was, whether it was Can that I? ridiculous hook shot thing or that block on Draymond Green or I don't know, like or, or the spin move where he shook Draymond out of his pants. I don't know. Uh, what did you one? guys think? Yeah, before, yeah, go I think before I go into that, yeah. I just want to say, can we start something? Can we start calling this guy Ghost Pepper because he's spicy <laughs> and you can't see him? He comes out of nowhere. Ooh. He's Ghost Pepper. He's the hottest one there is. I yeah, I feel like he graduated from spicy to like Armageddon spicy. Yeah, he's like on that hot ones. He's like that one that just like 
burns your mouth with Kuroja. Kevin Durant <laughs> knows which one we're talking about. He was on so the does, show. And so does Shaq. And right Blake now. Griffin. Yep. yep. But enough about that. God, you, you can't pick a play of the game from this guy. Like, the amounts of things he did defensively and offensively mm-hmm. were just... Like, there's there's clearly on either side no better player in this game. And I, you know what? If, if I was going to pick... Uh a play of the game from Siakam, I would say, I don't know if you guys remember, I believe it was around the end of the third quarter where he picked up Clay Thompson at like really, really high or near the half court mark. And he was just playing with his feet and making sure that Clay Thompson didn't get any breathing room. There was like six seconds left into the shot clock and forcing him into a pass. I believe a pass or a, uh, a tough shot. It is just that type of energy that that Siakam brings on a defensive end. He's gonna. I can't believe he got you thirty two points. If he gave us, let's say, ten points, but he played that type of defense, I would have been already so happy. But the fact that he debuted with thirty two points oh as a gosh. as a as a debut for the NBA pl- finals, man, come on, man, man, he's fearless. Absolutely. And if I could kind of stay with that momentum uh my next number is well i I don't have my calculator out so i'm just gonna throw out four numbers at you i was gonna throw you guys an average but but here are the four numbers and they're all they all mean the same thing uh we have uh 8 15 22 and 10. those are the uh point margins for the golden state warriors in each of their four game ones all of them victories all of them over the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that streak also ends. They no longer win Game Fours and NBA Finals anymore because they've run into the Raptors, who are, uh, you know, going into this game the best defensive team that they have ever faced. Yes, um, yeah. both from a numbers perspective and from an eye perspective. I mean, if you think about what the Raptors have done to the Bucks and to the Sixers, uh, two amazing offenses, and it's it's really weird how like, you know, entering the Eastern Conference semis. Philly was the number one offense. And then, of course, the Raptors solved them heading into the Eastern Conference Finals. The Bucks were all of a sudden the number one offense, and the Raptors solved them. Mm-hmm. And now we're left with the, the Warriors, who, after dismantling the Blazers, are the number one offense. And look what's happened. So uh, another amazing feat for, for these guys. And um, if I can throw something out yeah, there yeah, as well, man. The Warriors have never been down in these series of the playoffs. Guess where they are now? They're down in this series. In the finals, and the and the team that do that did it to them is your Toronto Raptors. Let's let's uh, reserve it. Let's let's play this Kawhi because it's not finished yet. But uh, soak it in at the same time. It feels. I good. know, right? Right, and and good. I can't believe we've made it through our first two numbers and still haven't even talked about Kawhi. And he's not even going to be my third number. My third number is actually two. That's the number of charges taken by Kyle Lowry, our hero. Yes. I don't care that he didn't score in double digits. Uh, that that three ball at the end that was from downtown Regina or whatever <laughs> Matt Devlin wanted to say uh, was out was like the cherry on top. But really, he yeah, was all over hurry. the floor. He did that. That shot was was a four pointer. If you're playing the it was big a three, statement. yeah, it was an absolute statement. That's that's what yeah. it was. Yeah, that was a. We didn't just beat you, but we're gonna show you that we can beat you at your own game. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we sh- we saw that all game long, right? The the Raptors actually hit more three pointers than the Warriors. They shot just as efficiently as them uh, on on free throws and on threes. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the I think the two charges taken by Lowry were kind of like the the tip of the iceberg 
in terms of his impact on the game. He was tied for the team lead in terms of plus minus at 11. So yeah, overall, um, you know, the, the, the headlights will, will justifiably go to Siakam. Yes. And Jay, I imagine you'll talk about some of the other Raptors who had a huge impact, but I'm going to go with Lowry and his two charges taken, um, you know, kind of stealing the momentum or at least keeping the momentum um, on the Raptor side. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I don't want to steal the thunder, but Siakam was your MVP of this game. I mean, if you think about it, uh, Kawhi had 23 points. And if you told us, if you told me that we won by by nine points with Kawhi only getting twenty three, I, I would be laughing at you, and I would be like, okay, there's there's something up with it. But it wasn't just Siakam; it was it was an all around team effort. Siakam, yes. the fact that he got thirty two, eight rebounds, five five assists, that humongous block on I think it was Draymond or it might have been Looney. Regardless, that that was amazing. His defense, uh, his awareness of 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 time his there were so many times where the raptors uh let siakam go iso at the end of the shot clock the amount of trust that the raptors have in siakam is incredible and the amount of trust that nurse has in siakam is incredible you see him blossoming uh before our eyes and again this is not he's not a veteran this is his first nba finals and he's playing better than half of if not like 90 percent of the Golden State Warriors right now. I know it's game one. I don't know if he's going to continue on this run for the rest of the series, but to, to take one to quote-unquote maybe steal one, uh, according to Golden State Warriors fans, uh, this one's because of Siakam. Uh, second positive, uh, I have to go with Gasol. He fouled out, yeah, but Ooh. this is the thing. The Warriors use both Curry and Thompson as decoys extremely well because they they ask for doubles and triple teams. In that case, that leaves everybody else wide open. Uh, so they move the ball very, very quickly. What the Raptors have to do on defense is talk, talk a lot and trust each other. Gasol was in the middle of a lot of that. You can see him directing everybody where to go, who's setting the screen, and getting a, a, a couple of steals or deflecting balls too. So Gasol was very fundamental when it came to the defensive. And the fact that he got 20 points and 7 rebounds, that's incredible. Uh, this is his, I'm not going to say his final um, run for the the chip, but he knows his runs are go- are going to be limited now. This is one of his final chances, and he's, I guess, he's taking this opportunity to heart. Yeah. And then finally, I got to shout out the entire GTA man. Did you see those pictures? Did you see Mississauga, uh, Brampton, Burlington, or wherever it is? The entire GTA, and I would argue the all of canada is behind this team like my wife was going to surprise me with a, a conference final hat and i love her for that but the thing is she went into sports check and sports check is a humongous at sherway gardens they didn't have anything oh. left and i'm not talking about hats they didn't have any raptor gear left raptors gear all, all the clothes the jerseys the shirts the hats everything was gone that's because of the support by Canada by Toronto fans by Raptor fans the GTA like the support that that this team has is phenomenal and it's it's such amazing to see Jurassic Park going crazy Celebration Square Mississauga going crazy like it's inc- it's incredible and it, it it warms my heart to see 
everybody my parents including who i know we talked about this before they don't care about basketball and my mom has messaged me i can't believe you won i hate steph curry it it warms my heart man. <laughs> it warms my heart bro well you're seeing like what there was like 33 uh cineplex theaters or have opened up their their theaters to show raptors games um we got i think it's like 25 or something like that different jurassic parks throughout yep. ontario yep. mississauga north york everywhere Oh yeah, and uh, that there are the ridiculous lineups just to get into Jurassic Park. Um, you know, Good Morning America is in town, and they were having a contest to give away tickets at seven a.m. So people started lining up at three a.m., and then those that didn't get in, they're like, "Well, we're here, might as well just stick around." So, so from like six thirty in the morning on, people were sticking around Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. uh, I was there. Uh, with with CBC Radio this afternoon, and we were interviewing some of the uh, people who had been out there, and some people who were fairly far back in the line said they've been there since noon. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you're gonna be waiting nine hours, and you're still not even at the front. That's crazy. Uh, please, someone show these videos and all these tell these stories all to Kawhi Leonard. Please get this man to stay. Right. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, this all feels very good because. Teams can easily make mistakes and have lapses and all of that. This is the team that we all believed that they could have been all these years. And it doesn't matter how the rest of the series goes. The consistency, I mean, the fact that so many people predicted that we would even be swept, like right now, by the Warriors. And, I mean, we won, but this wasn't a blowout or anything. This was like... We won by nine points to the Warriors. That's like two points. Like this is this was a very neck and neck game, and all of this support for and you know you can argue that a lot of people are bandwagon fans, but hey, you know what? If you want to come come join and not be disrespectful or toxic, come along, join the train. You know we're we're happy to have you. But so many people have been waiting for this for ages because they knew that this was possible. A team that wasn't flashy but was more court smart and aware of how everything goes. I think it's it's just the positivity is just, it's just incredible. And I don't even remember, do you even have, was that like all of your positive points? Because I don't want actually, to be the Actually, no, I was, gonna, I, I was actually going to yes. jump in and make one. I'm actually just going to make one point on what you said, Dre. You're right. It, it was not a blowout, but it always felt like the Raptors were in control. Mm -hmm. I never felt like they were. Exactly. You're, you're right. You're right. We, we we never got it up to like 15 points, 20 points or whatever, but it never really felt like we were going to lose. Mm -hmm. And that is probably more reassuring than anything. Like if it was a tight yeah. game and all of a sudden, you know, the, the Warriors took their foot off the pedal and we win by 30, everyone's going to look at the final score and think it's a blow up when it really wasn't. This is the opposite. I always felt like we were in control. So yeah, I think we, that's a great sign moving we were, forward. We were up or we won every quarter besides the third. And that in, in the second quarter, we won it by six. Like, all right, well, okay, so the first quarter won by four, second by six, and fourth by two. Um, that means we had control, control over almost the entire game. And I'm looking at the top performers right now Steph Curry, 34, he's going to get his. Then, right around, right after him, Pascal Siakam, 32. Like, he had a better lineup than Steph Curry. It's, it's, it's unbelievable what this team is doing. Uh, it was a game plan that we stuck with that nurse stuck with and it, it worked perfectly for us. Yeah. And I guess before going to my site negatives and or takeaways rather here, uh, we didn't blow them out, but at the same time, you could look at it as they weren't performing terribly either. I mean, they, they were hitting a hundred percent foul 
foul shot percentages up until like what was it late the third quarter or early fourth quarter i don't even remember like it was like 20 21 for 21 at one point until boogie missed the one like on that front they were crazy on so many other fronts we were going toe-to-toe with them like this wasn't a bad warriors game so that's that to me makes me feel so good about this because i feel like this is entirely doable and how can we make it even more so well there's a couple of things that we can tidy up a little bit first off obviously we played fairly well when it came to keeping up with their pace but part of that is ball awareness at that high speed level there were a couple of times where we left the key open for Igadala dunks you know that was his highlight performance i guess uh because we just didn't quite know where the ball was all the time because this is almost like that episode of dragon ball z where it's like i don't know any of the characters i didn't watch the show uh, i just remember this one if you if you stare you can you can see everything because they're moving so quickly but if you blink you'll miss it and that you know it felt like that where it's like you're you're with the masters now you gotta you gotta pay attention entirely to, like for every second and that showed on defense when we left the keys open occasionally or on offense when Van Fleet was looking back for the rest of his team, like, hey, guys, I'm up here. Come on. You know, it was the three on one. We got to get them. Right. So there's that. But that also comes to my second point, which is the second chance opportunities where offensive glass boards yeah, or turnover related points, I guess. This is a team you do not want to ever let back in. You don't want them to be able to grab the cliff with the other hand and pull themselves up because they will launch themselves up and sock you in the back. They are like, again, eight, nine points is nothing for them. Mm -hmm. They will destroy you. You cannot leave any doors open for them. You know, that's included with offensive boards where until like the end of the third and the fourth quarter, it was getting a little bit dicey seeing so many blue shirts hogging the boards and yet a lot of white white shirts were already running all the way down waiting to get back on d it's like no you gotta you gotta fight for it as well yeah I, but I they tidied things up a little bit i feel like we were hovering around like the 10 point lead 12 point lead and then it got when it got down to seven to five it got a little dicey but that's what's most yeah. impressive about this win is because we just kept it consistent with that defense um I don't know if it's going to continue on because, again, this is the Warriors. This isn't the Bucks. This is the Sixers. These are the Warriors. So we can't take this win for granted. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and, and to add some numbers to what, what Dre was saying, um, you know, the, the offensive rebounding uh, edge, I believe, by the end of third quarter was 7-3 to three in favor of the Warriors. It doesn't sound too big, but they did end up winning uh, the second chance points 20-9. to nine. So those are the types yeah. of things that would keep you in the game, even if, you know, across the board, the Raptors were winning all the hustle stats. So, um, yeah, Dre, good good point on that. Um, but, yeah, go on. Go Actually, on. yes, uh, speaking of staying in the game, that's my final thing to brush up on. Once again, it's foul trouble because I think the Raptors get into this whenever they start a series, these playoffs. Think about it. It literally is like Orlando is 76ers light. 76ers are Bucks light. Bucks are Warriors light. So because <laughs> like we keep having to shift to the next momentum, we're like, oh my God, how do I stop them? Foul. Oh my God, how do we, how do we stop this play? Foul. So once we figure out how to adjust again and figure out ways to get them into corners or to create turnovers without fouling or to stop plays without fouling, you know, yes, Marcus all did foul out. Uh, he had a hell of a game. I do agree with you, Jason. I definitely agree on that front. It was one of his best um, 
performances of the, these playoffs, actually. But fouling out, you don't really want that. And it wasn't just him. Like, Kawhi got three early. Lowry got five. And we can keep going down the board, but, like, it got pretty dicey for a lot of Raptors, especially early on where it's, like, three before the half against this team, which is so deep. It's it's daunting. But once we figure out how to play to their speed, the offensive boards and the second chance points hopefully will change. That's the biggest route. But the keeping the eyes on the ball, figuring out where it is, court awareness, mm-hmm. that'll hopefully pick up because our court awareness otherwise is brilliant. And the foul trouble will hopefully stop. Yeah, I think uh, to to add one more thing is is that what we proved to this team to these to this NBA is that we can beat the Warriors at our own pace. At the same time, we can beat the Warriors at their own game too. Yes, and that's the most impressive thing about this win. I full heartedly agree because there were times where the game was slowed down to our pace, but when they were going lightning fast, we matched it. Yeah, there was like one or two times where it's like, oh, oh, we weren't, th- we weren't there. Okay, we gotta yeah. get back on, get back on offense, figure it out. But otherwise, like, oh my god, it was like not even watching soccer. It's like watching ping pong. It's like, oh geez, we're on this side. Okay, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Really I, I agree. I thought the, I thought even the refs couldn't really keep up because it was so quick. I, I kept on seeing like my eyes dart, dart back and forth, back and forth. It was, it was, it was just an incredible pace, but all right. But, but before we close this off, any, any closing remarks for game one? Remember guys, we, we just won one, the first game out of four in the NBA finals. This is the first round, second round, third round. These are the finals. This is incredible. Yeah. This is a monumental moment, guys. I actually would say we already have two wins. You know why? Because uh, according to the list of referees that are going to be on during the finals, uh, <laughs> Tony Brothers and Mark Davis are on the list. Scratching that out as a win. We've got we've got at least two wins, guys. This is amazing. <laughs> but, but they suck. But they, they, they suck. They, they, they always, suck. They suck for both sides. The refing. They suck on both sides. That's true. Reminder, so, quick reminder: you... fifteen and one with Tony Brothers, seven and zero oh, or six and zero oh with Mark Davis. So keep bringing them on, guys. That's yeah. the second are win. You, you are go. you saying we could expect a perhaps uh, a Golden State technical ejection of some sort? Because we already started to see some heat happening with, uh, which I don't. I think was an erroneous call against Thompson, but the heat's still getting to getting to I the Warriors. Are I honestly do you think don't a Tony Brothers no, ejection? I, I think the only reason we won't see that is because there's not really much of a rivalry between these guys. If anything, you know, a bunch of them were teammates on Team USA. I don't think that there's enough uh, beef there um, to to warrant anything. I, I, I think at the end of the day, Draymond Green is not going to get that heated. Uh, neither will Boogie. Uh, I, I don't see a whole lot of text happening out of this just because, you know, there just isn't that history there. Yeah, these these two teams don't really know each other. I think that's what's compelling about this series because it's such it's a new blood, uh, and it, it is a feel out process. So I, I'm not predicting a Raptor sweep. I'm really not because I feel like her and the Warriors are just too experienced. But if this is if there is a way to show the NBA and to show the Warriors that hey, this is not going to be a cakewalk for you. This is how you do it. So. 
until Sunday, this is going to be game two. I hope all of Canada realizes that this is not just Toronto's team. This is not just the greater Toronto area team. This has to be across the across Canada. And it kind of looks like it's across North America, too. And, and I love the support. We got to keep it up. Three more wins, guys. Three more wins. And that Larry O'Brien trophy is ours. So until Sunday, boys, that's a wrap.